Hello and welcome to episode 192 of the Enough podcast. My name is Mike Hurley and I'm joined as always by my colleague and friend, Mr. Patrick Roan. Hi, Pat. Hey, Michael. How are you? I'm very well, sir. How are you today? Oh, a little frazzled, a little tired, but, you know, I actually wrote a post about being honest when people ask you these questions. Be honest, right? And, you know, so for me, I'm coming in from... uh, spending uh, about an hour this morning shoveling out of the snowstorm we had here, about, you know, 12 inches, which, you know, hey, it's Minnesota, we get that. And uh, and digging my car out and such, and then running off to a client's, and instead of uh, getting the work done that I had, had intended to do there, um, spent uh, uh, the past three and a half hours uh, trying to figure out a, uh, a weird printing issue, basically where two machines couldn't print, or I'm sorry, three machines couldn't print and two machines could, and trying to figure that out and why that was happening and was it a driver issue? And no, it wasn't a driver issue. It turned out to be, <clears throat> you know, that this uh, this big behemoth uh, office, uh, you know, printer that they rent um, has uh, some default setting buried within it where. Um, users somehow have to be authenticated in order to print and if they aren't then it just just silently deletes the job so oh. you know you'll you'll go and you'll print and the print dialog box you know the little you know printer status thing will pop up and the job will say print and you know, go back to printer ready and ready and you know everything will appear to be fine and you'll go to the printer and nothing will come out and that's exactly, so yeah. that's exactly what you want i think <laughs> I, I feel that you know the, the printer knows best in these in, in, in these examples yeah. um it's it's environmentally conscious that printer. Yeah, I mean, it, it you know. knows that you know mm-hmm. you, you don't want to. You know, paper is made from trees, and for God's sakes, we got to save the trees. I'm going to give people a little tip, a little printing tip. All right, um, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> no, it's a it's a Mac tip. Uh, it's not. It was originally a Mac tip, but I found out since you can actually do it on Windows. Um, but yeah, so if you have something that you want, like say a web page, right? Yeah. Uh, like say you've just ordered something online and you want to keep a receipt of it. Yeah. You can that you can go to print and you can choose from the printer sort of location, like the printer print yeah, the printer location I think it is. You can choose as PDF. Mm-hmm. And I do this all the time for things. And I find it so simple. So instead of printing it, you just save a PDF to a chosen yeah, location. Yeah, print it to PDF. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 mean, just I do not, that all the time. Yeah, I, 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 I bet every single one of our listeners knows this, but hopefully there's one person whose life I've just changed. It may help. Um, and and the uh, the other thing, too, is that a lot of these applications like Yojimbo and Evernote and things like that, things they're designed up, sometimes they put their own things in there. So you can, like, say, print to Evernote, print PDF to Evernote or print PDF to Yojimbo. You know, print it directly there into those uh, those databases and whatnot. And uh, that's another great way to, to kind of save a web page as a receipt. Indeed. Yes. So, so yeah. I, I'm so basically, my head is still kind of swimming for fighting against this. It's, it was a, it's a setting in the printer. I just had to go off and say, okay, don't allow anyone to print. 
stop this stuff. Just because someone gets a new computer, I don't want to have to come in here and like authenticate them somehow. And you don't even show me how to do that. Just turn it off. And of course, I turned it off, and sure enough, boom, everyone could print. But that was three hours that I wanted to spend doing, um, well, continuing on the massive upgrade journey I've got them going on. Um, so, so yeah, I'm a little bit frazzled and a little bit just exhausted and mentally. And my, um, I'm hungry. I, I didn't get to eat any lunch yet. Um, I, I grabbed a banana on the way uh, upstairs here to the, uh, the podcast studio. Oh, um, and so I had a banana, but then that should get me through. But oh man, I'm hungry, and I'm hypoglycemic too. And when I'm hungry and hypoglycemic, it makes me not only spacey but manic. If you couldn't tell, how are you, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Um, I'm aching today from uh, my first personal training session at the gym yesterday. Ooh, do tell. It was just lots of things I've never done before. Lots of muscles I've clearly not used very much. Um, mm. Lots of weight resistant stuff, really. And now I am paying the ultimate price in not even really being able to navigate stairs. So, yeah, yeah. That's what it will do to you, apparently. Apparently. Um, yeah, uh, I kind of know that feeling. It's the feeling I've been permanently in now for weeks. Um, <laughs> Actually, it does get better. It gets it gets a lot better. And actually, um, you know, so you're supposed to have kind of some recovery time, you know, before your next workout. You know, you'll get better and then you work out again. Then maybe you'll be a little bit sore, but you'll be a little bit less sore than you were before. And da da da. Yeah. Um, but the um, the training program I'm on actually advocates against uh, too much recovery. That there's like a window of opportunity. Um. Uh, I think I have. Have we shared this before? Um, the I think we might have, but I'll just in case I'll make sure that uh, that we put it in the show notes. Uh, the kind of article uh, and uh, which leads to the book that I'm basing my workout plan around. But basically, it goes like this, and that is that. Um, if you're looking to build like tone and things like that, you want a fair amount of recovery. But if you're just looking to build pure raw strength, you actually want to catch your your muscles right at the point where they're um, uh, where they're not quite yet repaired, as it were. Um, you want to get them used to basically get your muscles used to being in strength building constant strength building mode you know basically at a point of uh, of stress i guess for lack of a better word um you want to keep them at that point of stress um and it, you know what will happen is they will just get it will increase the strength gain that much quicker uh, whatever i don't know what i'm no this? expert i just uh, read this stuff and then do what it tells me because well um I, I'm a sheep. That's what why. is this article that you were referencing? It's the uh, men's journal. Everything uh, you know about fitness is a lie. Yeah, I think we've spoken about that before. I think we might have. So It'll be in you... there, though. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Okay. Well, I just uh, I just uh, sent you the link. So, um, but yeah, highly highly recommend it because it really does kind of dispel. 
dispel some common myths um, about uh, working out and strength training and and uh, things in fitness and and things like that, and uh, it certainly provides uh, some you know some interesting solutions so uh, which basically around look everything you know you can go to the gym all you want and you can use all the silly machines all you want but um if you're looking to just have uh raw strength um and uh build strength not only for the performance gains that comes from that raw strength but also from a injury prevention standpoint um that uh Basically, <clears throat> what you want to do is just use barbells and dumbbells and, uh, for pure strength training and especially focus on squats, deadlifts, and bench presses. And, and that, uh, you know, focusing on these things will, will, uh, will take care of a good chunk of the uh, strength training one needs to do. In any case, uh, so yeah, that's what I've been focusing on at the gym. Um, I've been my progress has been good. Good. So, uh, so you're feeling good about this uh, about this fitness thing you did? I am. F- well, let. I so, mean, I know you're sore, but yes. I feel you- physically terrible, but right. mentally good. Yeah. Well, that, see, this is the thing, Pat. So let me see what you say. Like, I'm. This is terrible. Like, I'm in such pain at the moment, I can't even navigate stairs properly. (laughs) Dude, I've totally been there. And I mean, I'm I'm at the point where I am. uh, I'm squatting my body weight. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, so that was uh, the first time I managed that was on Sunday. And Monday, I could. I could barely sit up and down without uh, without assistance because my quads were so sore. So yeah, yeah, you were saying. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. I'm manic. I told you. You're not interrupting me. But so my my original plan is to go back to the gym tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Smart. Yeah, but I currently can't really walk. So. <laughs> <laughs> really but dude, do, you'll be okay by tomorrow. You'll be better by tomorrow. Trust me on this. I will trust you. And even if you're not, just go. Go anyway. I'll try. It's all I can do, right? Just try. Yeah. Are you working with a trainer there or something? Uh, I was on. I'm going to be having one training session a week. Okay. Um, and then two other sessions a week on my own. What does he suggest? Uh, she, 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 she. She does suggest free. Well, I've been going three times a week. I've just not, obviously I've just not really been doing effective things. I've just been doing whatever would take my fancy, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is why I wanted to get the trainer because I felt like I wasn't using my time effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she thinks that three times a week is is a great idea, but we didn't talk specifically about this week. Mm-hmm. But maybe she doesn't know the fact that I am would be sort of inhabilitated <laughs> from it all. <laughs> But all I can do is go tomorrow and try and do some cardio and, and see what happens, I guess. Just take some ibuprofen and you'll be fine tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You'll be all right. I have faith. I do, too. Good. Um, and you. Thank you. So, uh, I mean, 
is there any specific goal in mind that you're trying to do? Like, I know Sammy runs, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not sort of training for something. I just want yeah. to get in better shape. I've been trying to. It's been a focus of mine for for a while, but now I'm putting a bit more. No pun intended. Weight behind it. Like, yeah, taking it a bit seriously. Yeah, I mean, I've been going to the gym and improving my levels of fitness to the yeah. point where now I could feel like I can have a personal trainer and not feel a hundred percent terrible and just feel like ninety percent terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I feel like now I'm at a stage where I, I feel like I can deal with it. Um, I've gone and got myself a trainer, so I make sure I'm doing the right things. Plus, I want, I want to mix up my workout a bit, and, and I'm, I've been hesitant to try out some of the stuff that I don't know how to do. You know, some of like the resistance machines and stuff, which I'm a bit intimidated by because I don't know how to use them and don't want to hurt myself. Yeah. So, yeah, I figured it was probably best to get a professional to show me how to do it. So that's what I've done. Yeah. You want to sit there like an idiot, like you know, reading the directions on the machine and trying to like figure it out. Exactly. Like, can I look at the directions and they don't really make much sense to me? Yeah, personally, but yeah, yeah. There's some there's some crazy stuff. I mean, that's one of the reasons I stay off of some of those, uh, like uh, uh, elliptical trainer things with you know, like uh, you know, that's kind of meant to simulate looks like cross country skiing and that sort of thing. And it's like, oh, geez, no, I, I, that's just too complicated for me. And it's got like a screen and all the buttons and like different programs you can do. Uh, I mean, I can barely figure out how to operate the treadmill. <laughs> and 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 my gym has all of this fancy new equipment. So like the you can create an account um online and online like for the treadmill build your own build your own program so that then when you go when you go in, you can on the treadmill screen put in your username and password, you know, because it's touch screen, and like choose your custom made programs. So, like, if you want to say, you know, do your own special interval training, you know, like I want to do. You know, uh, uh, five minutes at a 10% incline, um, you know, then 10 minutes, uh, you know, at this pace at a, you know, at a 0% incline and then rise to a, you know, a a 30% incline, you know, at the last two minutes or whatever. You can, like, program all that stuff in and save it. And, like, completely do that from the comfort of your own home online. And then, like, go in there and punch it in and pull it up on the treadmill. It's kind of, it's kind of sweet, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, including your own soundtrack. So you can, oh, choose, cool. what, you can choose what music you want to play. I mean, you can create a playlist from the music library that they've mm-hmm. got. Which, you know, is pretty extensive. I, I don't know if they're pulling it from, like, Spotify or something like that. But, I mean, it's like anything you could reasonably think of, they probably have in there. You know? 
So yeah, very uh, very cool. That is impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, I really haven't used it. I've just you know had it explained to me and shown to me. Yeah. But I mean, because for me, I'm when it comes to the treadmill stuff, I'm just doing a you know I'll do like a five or ten minute um run you know before and after my regular workout it's more of a you know warm up get the heart beating sort of thing than it is uh you know any sort of training thing mm-hmm. still running outside except for now with all the snow <laughs> that's not going to happen for a few days yeah i bet what what is the snow situation like uh, you know it's uh it's it's uh, we got about uh, twelve inches or so, um, which, in you know practical terms, that's you know about uh, anywhere between a foot to two feet on the ground. Uh, you know because it you know with blowing and shifting and things like that. You know it's more you know, just some twelve inches does not necessarily equal twelve inches. Yeah, but yeah, I mean you know we're Minnesotans. We're pretty good at you know. Digging it out and shoveling it out and that sort of thing. Um, no problem there. I got out, got to my clients this morning, so that was a problem. But the problem with running is just simply that, you know, there's it's it's slippery and patchy in places, and certainly it takes about 24 hours before people really, really get around to kind of, you know, shoveling their sidewalks and things like that after the snow starts, stops, or whatever. And, you know, I mean, because, like, there's, I mean, in my case, we have three houses, right? <laughs> That's, you know, uh, I got one of them shoveled this morning. I might not get the other one shoveled until this evening, right? Um, sort of thing. And so, so uh, you, you know, that's just to say that it doesn't necessarily happen, like, right away. You know, I mean, the snow is still going when people left for work this morning. So, you know, some people aren't going to even be able to shovel their walks until they get back home from work. You know, and maybe they'll get home from work and have some dinner and do it tonight and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, you know, if there's someone on vacation, obviously their walk's not going to get shoveled right away. Um, and so it, it ends up being kind of, you know, patches of good running and bad running and that sort of thing. Usually what I do is I, you know, wait for a couple of days after a snow has fallen to think about getting back back out again just simply to give people the time to clear things up. Certainly seems like a smart thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's what you gotta do when you uh live in a place like this. <laughs> you know. I mean, you guys haven't gotten any snow this year, have you? We've had a little, but it, it wasn't enough to, to take to make much of a dent, to be honest. In Yeah, in not like because last year you guys had that one very unusual snowstorm, I remember. Yeah, I think it was last year. And, yeah, that was the one where it was like it came from another country. Like it came from like <laughs> Iceland or something. And yeah. uh, it, it, just, it just put the entire country out of action. Yeah, it just basically shut everything down. Yeah. Because it well, was there's, totally there are certain parts of this country that, you know, when they get snow, that totally happens, right? I yeah, mean, just, just simply because they're not used to it. Yeah, we don't have the infrastructure necessary yeah. to remove that because yeah. it would cost too much to just have it for once in a blue moon, as it were. Yeah. Well, I mean, despite all the snow that we got, you know, the 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 main roads and throughways are very drivable. I, you know, I just 
I just got back from driving on them. Um, you know, so you know, then we know the snow's coming. The snow plows get out there. They, you know, kind of keep the main roads plowed, and then um, the uh, side streets and such. Uh, they generally, the city at some point calls what's uh, called a snow emergency, and that's what's happened here. And basically, it works different ways in the two different neighboring cities. So Minneapolis, it works one way, and here it works another. But how it works here in St. Paul is. Um, uh, streets are either marked day plow or night plow for day plow routes. The, um, roads have to, or your car has to be off the street by 8 AM or it will be ticketed and tagged. Um, and night plow routes, I believe it's, gosh, I want to say 6 PM, but I'm not positive on that. But I think on night plow routes by 6 p.m., car has to be off the street or is ticketed and tagged, or, you know, ticketed and towed, um, I should say. Um, and so, yeah, but basically their goal is obviously to get all the cars off the street so that they can they can uh, clear all the way to the curb uh, and, uh, and uh, get them plowed up. So you just, you know move your car off the street or, you know, if you happen to live on a day plow route like we do and you have a nine to five job, you can be almost guaranteed that if you, you know, if you leave before eight o'clock, by the time you come back, your, your, uh, your street will have been plowed. Works out very well. Not a bad service. Nah. Then they can take it to the door, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, most folks here own snow blowers anyway for the heavier snows like this. Um, we own a snow blower, but for whatever reason, I think it needs a new carburetor. I think I blew out the carburetor because I. Uh, you're not supposed to store, like you're not supposed to store them for too long with, uh, with gas in the tank, and I kind of, I kind of forgot to take it out at the end of last winter, so screwed myself. Not screwed good. the pooch. Wow, so we've bored people enough. Do we have a sponsor or something we need to thank? <laughs> of course we do, Patrick. We'd like to, we would, of course, love to thank our, our lovely friends over at squarespace.com who give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website. It doesn't matter how experienced you are when it comes to putting websites together. You can put together a website, blog, or portfolio in minutes with Squarespace. You don't have to worry about hosting, scaling, or integration with social services. They take care of the whole thing. It's never been easier to start selling things online, too, with Squarespace's new commerce. Um, their new commerce features allows you to add a fully integrated store to your website and instantly start accepting payments. With the new Squarespace commerce, you can sell physical or digital goods it doesn't matter what you want to sell. You can just integrate it and enable it immediately. You can have smart inventory management, um, customer order processing, uh, packing slips you can print out too to help you have order fulfillment. You can have customizable emails, uh, multiple shipment methods, coupons, download expiries, lots and lots of things. Basically, what Squarespace have done is given you everything you need to now build um, commerce and, and product selling and everything. A, biz a whole business you can create now using Squarespace. It really is very, very cool indeed. This comes along with all of Squarespace's regular excellent features, of course, like their beautiful templates, their drag-and-drop layout engine interface, um, design 
templates, they say, all built right in. So they look absolutely fantastic. You don't have to worry about finding somebody else. They have real-time analytics, iOS and Android apps, blog importers if you want to move over really easily from somewhere else. They take care of the whole lot and you get 24-7 customer support too to help you if you have any issues. There's no credit card required to try out Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels and you can start your free trial. Squarespace starts at $10 a month for the standard plan. If you sign up for a year, you'll get 20% off that price or any of the other plans. If you sign up for two years, you'll get 25% off. They also have an unlimited plan and the commerce plan, the business plan too, which you can check out at at squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. And you'll want to use the code 70 decibels free. That's 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S and the number free for an additional 10% off your first order. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. Amazing. 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 Um, So do we have a little bit more time? Of course we do. All right. So um, the um, first off, I want to call people's attention to... um, According to last week's show, I was on the the Pen Addict uh, podcast with uh, you and Brad. You were indeed. That was so much fun. It's a good show. Oh my god! Can we do that like lots? I want to do that a lot more. <laughs> of course, we'll have you back. We we said on the show we're going to get you back. I can't remember what the reason was, but there was a reason, yeah. wasn't there? Yeah, there, there is a reason. I I, I think uh, like we couldn't do it like every week, but uh, no. but yeah, no, it was great. Um, people should listen to that because um, especially um, uh, I was really. Um, uh, so I, you know, I talk a, quite a bit about fountain pens. Uh, you know, Brad and I do, and we kind of cover um, getting into uh, vintage fountain pens. And I discuss a number of, uh, I think, fairly affordable options uh, for for doing so. Um, and you know, so for those of us who have uh, missed the fact that we haven't talked about you know pen and paper in a in a little while, um, there you go. There you have it. Boom! Right there. Not just, and, and it's a weekly show. I mean, Pat isn't on it every week, which is a, a great no. shame, of course. But um, no. you get to hear me and Brad wax lyrical about pens, paper, and the analog tools that we love so dearly as the show intro goes. Yeah. Well, and, and hence the reason why. Like, you know, as everyone knows, that's right up my alley, too. I don't, I don't know why I'm not on enough. I should be on that more. We actually don't really have a lot of guests, and it's something that we're looking to rectify in the coming months. We're trying to set up some interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. So yes, and you've had some really great guests on Command Space recently at, at like opportune times. Yeah, um, Dalton Caldwell was a recent guest. Yeah, like right after they they uh, like changed things up with Alt that net and you know had like a basically a freemium you know kind of unleashed their freemium model. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't just a coincidence, is, Pat. Wasn't just a coincidence. Oh really? Okay. All right. Well, you know. I'm just, you know, maybe you know maybe we want to make people think that, that you're magic like that, that you're prescient. Yeah, I'll take that. The reason it wasn't an accident is because I'm prescient. prescient. Yeah, there you prescient. go. Prescient. <laughs> That's how I would say it. it. Makes me sound like I'm precious. Although I am also that precious. Too. You are also precious, yes. So I have on the show, on the upcoming um, episode that I'm recording tomorrow, I am talking to Lex Friedman. But also yeah. tomorrow, I'm recording and pre-recording an episode of John Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be out on March the twentieth. And this show is going to be released today. And I re- remember you were taking uh, 
querying, you know, basically folks to see if anyone had any questions for, for the two of them. Uh, so is that still true? Would you still like our listeners, if they've got something in the next uh, 24 hours or so, to shoot you an idea through your uh, 70 decibels uh, comments uh, sort of thing? Best, probably the best way. Like if you've got any questions for um, primarily for John because um, I'm recording with him much later so you'll have more time. If you have any questions for Mr. Syracuse, um, just to, to let me know on one of the social networks. And I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E on there. Um, I'm I'm recording with him at one thirty in the morning my time. Wow! That's when we start. Wow! Mm-hmm. So you're not planning on going to sleep? Uh, well, I will probably. I mean, knowing John, I mean, maybe I'll we'll be finished by like three, half three. <laughs> oh man! And I've got I've got uh, an important lunch meeting on Thursday, oh, which was booked in afterwards. You see. But uh, uh, these these you, are the sacrifices you need to make. You poor, poor boy. He is a man who is who is very rightly so precious of his time, and he said, I'd love to be on, but I can only do at whatever time that was um, onwards. And I was like, okay, well, I'll make it work. Uh, I mean, that's important. You know, you got to respect that. Yeah. I actually was uh, conversing with a friend today about uh, some arrangements and, and uh, you know, I was saying, well, if, you know, it's an issue, you know, here we, you know, we could do this, we do that. And he said, really, the only issue is, is that, you know, I've, I've got a, you know, I, I don't want to take as little time away from my wife and daughter. I'm like, oh, dude, I totally get that. You know, it's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I mean, I'm very protective of that time. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I think that, I think that more people should be protective of of their time. Um, you know, as I've stated before, it's it is uh, the most precious of resources that we have uh, in in this life, or you know, that the world has. Uh, as a matter of fact, and so, um, yeah, we should be more protective of it, I was and, and we should understand those who who are right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking to a colleague at work today about this very thing because um, I leave at five o'clock every day. Um, mm. And if it's very rare that I won't, and I plan my day around the fact that I know I'm going to leave at five. And every day I get up, put my coat on, and say goodbye to every other person in my 13-person team. Nobody ever leaves before me. And very rarely does somebody leave with me. So I wonder to myself, you know, what do they think of me, you know? Do they think that I've not got any work? But at the end of the day, I don't care because I have something else I have to do and I get paid nine to five and if I'm not going to do it today, it's going to have to get done tomorrow. And because that is me, that that is something that is important to me because if I don't leave at five on a Tuesday, for example, then I can't make it home in time to record with Matthew for Bionic. Mm Mm-hmm. If I don't leave at five on a Wednesday, then I don't have any time for the gym and then won't make it home in time for for command space and, and so on and so on. Right. I mean, it, it affects everything else and backs things up. I mean, because, for instance, if you're late recording Bionic, that means you're likely going to be late recording this show, which likely means you're going to be late recording, you know, whatever is after this, right? Yeah. Although I'm always you know, late with this show now uh, these days, but you're very nice to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, uh, so yeah, completely, completely get that. 
think well, and and so you were talking with a colleague about this. I mean, what is the impression of others who are there still slogging away at uh, at at five? Well, I <laughs> while know you're walking out the door. The reason that they all do it is they're all just sitting there, so it looks better. Like that's why everybody's doing it. No, I know that nobody on my team is that busy. Like we all have our moments, but not every day. And so I know that, and and my colleague said sort of a similar thing, was that they know that if they stay an extra half an hour, it makes it look like that they've got the right amount of work on and won't get given too much, which is, and it frustrates me, but I know that that's a standard thing across many industries and across my company, and I just think to myself, just go home. And they don't even take lunches either, I don't get it. Take an hour's lunch every day. Mm. I work what I'm paid to do. I work hard. I put my yeah. hours in. I, I get paid for seven hours a day, and I work them. I mm-hmm. don't really, and, and it's not like you know. And I'm I'm doing my work. I'm doing everything that is asked of me. My projects are on time, and I'm well, just not wasting anybody else's time, mine or the company's. Well, this is something I've often thought about because, um, you know, when you when you take a look at you know productivity uh, as it's measured by the quote unquote experts. <laughs> Um, you look at the productivity of American workers and you look at how long the average worker works um, and, uh, you know, 40 hours, you know, 50 hours, 60 hours, you know, what have you. And there's lots of folks out there, lots, way too many that are literally putting in 60 hours a week. Like, you know, like regularly, like that's their standard work week. Um and, uh, you know, I think that, uh, unfortunately, increasing, it's becoming increasingly expected in our work culture that if you are working on salary, that 40 hours a week is actually the bare minimum that you, you know, and that you will be looked at with, um, you, you know, with, with a, you know, kind of curious eye if you're only working 40 hours. Right. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I think in general business loves this because they can, you know, because they're getting more hours for less money. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a better return on their dollar. Um, and so I think that in a lot of cases they purposely promote this idea in their company cultures. But I digress. Uh, bottom line is that when, you know, experts look at this stuff and they compare us to other countries like the UK where you – you all take far more uh, vacations than we do, and you know have far more uh, you know holidays, as it were, than we mm-hmm. do. Um, or even in a country like Spain, where you know a long work day is generally about six hours. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of you know, <laughs> um, you know, where it's not unusual for people to. You know, go into the office at ten and then leave around one or two for lunch, and then have an hour lunch, and then maybe a hour and a half, two hour siesta, and then come back to the office for about uh, two or three more hours, and then leave for the day, right? <laughs> um, and uh, but you look at. Uh, you know, or even France is a similar sort of thing. Bottom line is, is that what they find is that oftentimes those people are, in fact, more productive working less hours. And the reason that they're more productive 
is because they're not so darn tired. They're not so darn exhausted from yep. overworking themselves. They actually are doing more in the time that they have. And, and it's enough that they don't have to work more than six hours, right? I mean, it's that same conundrum that I was, we were trying to talk about before the show, but I couldn't, I, I haven't quite formed my thoughts around it yet. But um, the, there's, there's several examples of the idea that, you know, actually, that instead of, um, yeah, like, for instance, me, you know, instead of my working to get more and more clients, you know, for my business and, you know, try to work more, try to bill more hours for that, that I actually may end up being more successful by cutting out the clients I have that are taking up the majority of my time and simply taking that energy and focusing it more on those that provide me the, you know, that, uh, you know, take less time, but actually provide me more money. Right. Um, you know, it's and you know that's the paradox, right? I think oftentimes, if you if you look at an organization, you'll find that uh, you know the the customers that are taking up the vast majority of your time represent a, a relatively small number of of customers, um, and that if you were to eliminate those and focus in on on the rest, that you end up either with a you know with a, with no no perceivable loss or in fact possibly a gain because now you are now you are freed up uh, to focus uh, and to do a better job for the ones that remain mm-hmm. right and so I, I I don't know I think there's something to the idea that actually by working less than your colleagues you may in fact be doing a better job as i always say in these things people can think whatever they want about me but my results will show it in the end whether good or bad so yeah plus oh, that's i'm not what? i don't intend to be doing what i'm doing now for the rest of my life so really the only people who i care about in regards you know really truly care about in regards to my work output are you the lovely listeners you are who I care about because this is what I want to do. So, yeah, I want to make you guys you happy. As long as you're well, happy, I, I'm happy. Well, and and I mean, I think that that priority shows that, right? You know, that your your reason for leaving exactly at five is not just that you, you know, you are worried about, or I should say that you, you know, that that's what you're paid for and that's what you're going to work and da da da. But also that 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 gives you the time that you need to actually do the other, the thing that you really want to do. Exactly. Kind of career wise full time. Mm -hmm. So something to be said for that. I think so. Oh, well, so enough of this rambling, uh, another rambling episode. We should probably uh, give our, you can contact us at and uh, sign off. eh? Yep. Um, Patrick can be found on the social networks, mainly app.net. He is Patrick Roan, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-R-H-O-N-E. And I, me. That is him, and I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Love to hear from you all. As you surely know by now, we are always happy to hear from our lovely listeners. So please Amen. do get in touch. 
Yeah, so thank sure. you for listening to this week's yeah. illustrious episode. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Michael. We'll chat later. We will. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>